Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. As always, I'm Zach. We got my guy Nolan. We got my guy Reed here, fresh off uh, 40 something at the place. You'll take it. And Reed, I know we got a special guest. I'll let you do the introduction. Yeah, uh, thanks, Zach. Uh, one of my good friends here, Ty Dillon, uh, number 13 car. He is a NASCAR driver and even better person. Uh, Ty, welcome to the show. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and really, really amateur golfer. I forgot to add that part. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like you, you're, you're improving, ball. though. Well, you got to remember, remember the first time I ever saw you hit a ball at the Greenbrier? Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Hey, we've we gone up from there. We've gone that's up from right, there. That's right. That's right. I buried a big putt though for our for our pro uh, pro am team. Who who was that pro? I don't even remember. Uh, Danny Lee. That's right. That's yep. right. That's right. Yep. Danny so, Lee's been doing well too. Right. Uh, he probably get, he learned some stuff from that round. From you think from you think you taught him a couple of things? Oh, absolutely. So Ty, the big the big question when it comes to the golf is uh, who's who's your brother and you who's who's dominating right now? Man, I haven't played him in a while. Um, last time we played, I beat him pretty handily, but that was on that was on my home course. Um, um, but he he's he's moving the ball pretty well right now. I, I'm I'm to twelve right now handicap, and I think really? he's about the same. So yeah, we. Um, I, I, here at our home course, we have uh, tees. Our our second, not the tips, are are seven thousand. I just, I they're second from the back. Um, I just shot eighty five from there, so I'm getting better and nice. uh, working on it. So I haven't played them head to head though yet in a while. So have you uh, have you come close to any even par nines? Um, no, I I was two over. Uh, okay, was the best I've done yet. Yeah. You're getting there, man. You're getting there. I remember, getting I remember Green Brian, there was some struggle, and there was some struggle going on. We had, we had a couple totally. blocks. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Same time. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've cleaned it up a little bit since then. The, the, uh, the quarantine has helped my game. Right, right. 7,000 so yards is no joke, that's for sure. What? I mean, and where's your home course you're saying? So I live here on Trump National in Charlotte. So it's a it's a pretty nice course. It's 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 tough for sure. Yeah, I mean it's hosted PGA Tour events and all the sorts. Uh, yeah, can we even call you amateur when you've got a sponsorship deal here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I that's know. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Well, the very game is, is 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 very amateur, but yeah, I, um, Wilson staff is they've given me clubs for a couple of years now, and I I love their clubs and. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I promote them as much as I can, uh, at the racetrack, kind of do it sneakily. Um, anytime there's a rain delay, I usually have a Wilson staff umbrella and, uh, no, they're, they're a great group of guys to work with. So, um, made some good friendships there and enjoy, enjoy playing with their stuff. Does Gary Woodland Wilson staff? You ever, yep. you ever get yes. hang out with Gary? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't I'd like to, seems like a great dude. I'll have to make that happen. Do you yeah. know any other uh, any other athletes in um, other sports that are that are with Wilson that play golf that maybe aren't necessarily a golfer? Um, I'm not sure, but when I was there and I was getting fitted, 
at you know at their headquarters they have file cabinets from like uh, forever of like past really? presidents like every person that's anybody has played wilson golf clubs and they still have all their their fittings their measurements and everything uh filed away so that's a it was really cool uh, to, to see all that does trump, yeah. use, does trump have a golf sponsorship oh i'm sure he's played wilson staff at some point <laughs> i don't know i don't know what president's sponsorship rules are <laughs> yeah so zach uh what do you say we start with some of the corona topics the yeah corona topic within the sports i mean last week we talked about it a little, a little bit uh, as far as the process in the uh the golf side of things and how they're taking it and what they're doing with the Corona stuff. Uh, Ty, what are they doing in NASCAR? What's the process every day uh, when you show up to the track for, for test runs or for trials or what, what have you for the actual race? What are they doing? Yeah. So we, um, you know, typically on our regular race weekend, we, we show up on Thursday and we end up racing on Sunday, but we'll have, you know, practice day is Friday and we'll qualify on Saturday and race Sunday. Uh, but they've pretty much eliminated all that. There's no practice at all. We show up on Sunday morning, and um, as a driver, I pretty much have to quarantine within a. We I have a motorhome that I go to each race in, so um, oh, yeah. I show up. I I fill out a form beforehand. Um, they I get there. They check my license and everything. They give us a just. They check our temperature when we go in, and once we're clear, we're in. And you pretty much have to self isolate until about 10 minutes before the race and we walk out by ourselves with all of our stuff on hop in the car race and don't talk to anybody pretty much and walk back out and leave it's really weird and uh it's uh you you really miss being able to interact with people do you can you do you get to consult your pit crew at all before or do uh, you ever do so that much. in the first place yeah yeah typically i do you know typically i'm in and out of the garage and talking to my guys all weekend spend a ton of time with them and that's a lot of the things that, that help teams get better but now we're kind of having to go off the fly um and then just straight up just go out and race and figure it out as we go so that makes it really tough uh this weekend was kind of weird um yesterday uh we kept having lightning delays and we had like mm -hmm. six or seven lightning delays which you know it's 30 minutes before we can go back to it and, and uh so we ran like five laps and there's a lightning delay or in 11 laps there's a lightning delay. And we, it was kind of like having a little bit of practice. So you were kind of able to talk with your team a little bit. And I was able to sit with them and kind of catch up. But for a lot of the guys, you don't get to see them very much anymore until right. hopefully this goes away. Who are some of your best, your best friends out there? Um, I don't really have many best friends. Our, our sport is so, um, so competitive. It's pretty cutthroat. Who's but, your biggest enemy? That's the bigger question. Oh yeah. Enemy is everyone. Um, once we strap up and go, it's enemy. <laughs> even even brother, your brother, huh? Yeah, yeah, even my brother. Yes. Biggest enemy. Biggest, yeah, for sure. We who can is, take someone out for you. <laughs> was, yeah. <laughs> who was that we played with in uh, in Phoenix there, Ty? Remember when we played golf out at um, – Oh, yeah, he was uh, my teammate. He was one of my teammates last year. That was Daniel Hemrick. That's um, right. He's uh he is running the Xfinity series, which would be kind of like the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, so he's back. He's running that this year, and uh, he's he's a good driver. Hopefully, get his opportunity again at the Cup Series. Okay, so good. before as a pre-statement here, I'm the Canadian of the podcast. <laughs> and I've only gotten into NASCAR recently because it was the only thing going on. And I firstly, I got to say this is incredible for your sport because I feel like I told them before UFC and NASCAR. I'm all in now. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Some things I've been trying to figure out. Cup Series is like the top level, right? And Xfinity is yep. the one below? Yep. And what about like Truck Series? Is that below or it's just different? Yeah, so let me, I'll try to categorize it. So obviously Cup Series would be, you know, the, the PGA Tour. Um, Xfinity Series would be Corn Ferry Tour. And then um, what would, it, what would be Truck Series would be what like the, the Canadian tour? tour? What about or like the Canadian tour? tour? Yeah. What about or, like the yeah, Canadian yeah. tour? Or like Latin America or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'd be like one of those. But it's so, so weird because the top guys race in the truck ones too sometimes. Yeah. So it's not necessarily they've, – they've made a lot of rules, but there's a lot of guys that still kind of go down. Like Kyle Busch races in Double both dip. the series. Yeah, he's like trying to get to 100 wins in the Xfinity series before he quits running those races. And I don't know what his goal is in, in trucks, but – he does go and kind of pick on the guys <laughs> a little bit. Wow, this is amazing. Hey, I mean, I'm all in on NASCAR. <laughs> that's awesome. That's hey, good to hear. That's Zach. that's what we've been hearing is we got a lot of new fans from this. The, the viewership yeah. numbers haven't been crazy, but like the new viewers that have never watched NASCAR is like through the roof. Yeah, right. I, I hear going to an event too is like the craziest thing. Like Zach, so much better. You'll have to uh, so when. I was, I was in Kansas City last year, and I went down to Pit Row and watched Ty race, and I went up in the, the, uh, the stand, I don't know what they call it, the stand where all the, the pit crews sitting and whatnot. Yeah, the pit box. Pit box, dude, it, it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. That's the dream. <laughs> Could I be Reed's plus one? Reed, we'll make sure you're sure, sitting the next totally. time. Totally. You guys are, you guys are totally invited anytime you want to come. Yeah. Wow. Now yeah. you're my favorite NASCAR driver. It'll be like that's that for right. life. That's my goal. And, and whoever you declare your enemy by the end of the show will be my our tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, so what what uh, what do you have for uh, for Ty here? Uh, oh well, I'm not at my question portion yet. I feel like we got we got to go over your week of golf, Reed. I feel like okay. you're shying away from it. Yeah, I, yeah no, I'm not shy. I'm not shying away from it. I just uh, I like. Uh, I like the new the new uh, addition to this uh, to this podcast in the NASCAR style. I love True. it. Ty, did you watch the event this week? Oh, absolutely. I I follow. Uh, I obviously follow Mark and and Reed every every weekend they tee it up. So I I usually watch them. The the PGA app is different every week. So like I'm either watching shot by shot or or yeah, catching right. up, depending. Right. So. Um, I was following Sunday, but I was kind of in and out. But I, I saw it wasn't it wasn't going probably to no. up to norm. No. We, uh, we struggle, man. But it, it's it's golf. You're gonna have your rounds where you struggle. You know. I mean, yep, it's inevitable. Sure. In any any sport, you're gonna have a bad game or a bad round or whatever. So it happens, and move on, and keep going. Yeah, I mean, he shot the same as Rory, so you got to look at it that way. Right. That's right. I mean, it's super interesting, like, experience seeing no fans out there, no grandstands. Uh, a lot of big names were on that leaderboard on Saturday for sure. So right. it, was, it was a big a big uh, opening for, for golf coming back. That was a pretty awesome tournament. Got a playoff even. Yeah, it was, it was a fun week. I'll tell you what, that, that field was incredible, man. Because everyone's everyone, a tiger, basically. Basically. I mean – who else wasn't there? I mean, I'm sure there was one or two not there. Kuchar, Tiger, and Matsuyama. That's basically uh, it. The top ten. And Kuchar. Kuchar. Yeah, so Kuchar was there. Kuchar was there, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Kuchar. 
So, yeah, I mean, that's crazy, man. It, it was literally like the Players' Championship field. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, overall, what about Bryson? That guy. That was something. I don't know if you saw it, Reed, but I'm sure Ty and Nolan, yeah. you guys saw. He's beefcake Dude. now, man. He's huge. I said something about it. I mean, I, I didn't even know that all this would come out. I'm like, man, that guy got either gotten big. I have no idea. Like, who's this new guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's huge. But, He's coming to swing that hard and, and to make contacts is pretty impressive. Yeah. Right. And, 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 the, and the sweet spot over down. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's yeah, like yeah. a it's like a it's like a roadkill after it gets hit. It just goes into rigor mortis. It's <laughs> yeah, interesting guy. I'm definitely looking forward to see how he does every single week and how his I think a lot of people are talking about how his health might hold up with adding a bunch of weight all of a sudden and swinging so violently all of a sudden. Right. So we'll see how it, right. how it goes. But, I mean, the dude uh, draws some eyeballs, that's for sure. Sure. There's, there's, definitely, there's definitely something to watch, that's for sure. And you know what, dude, you can't, you can't deny his talent. I, mean, I, like, I can play golf as, as much as you want to – whoever wants to, you know, look at what he does and how he does it. But, dude, he gets the ball in the hole. Yeah, it's incredible. And then uh, how much of a difference, like we see in golf, there's so many different body sizes. What about in NASCAR? Is it sort of the same? Or Yeah, yeah, there's quite a bit. Like a lot of short, really small guys, I'd say, would be the average. But uh, like myself, I'm, I'm right at six foot, so I'm, I'm one of the taller guys. Um, but you, you have Ty, short. Ty's like small. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's ripped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not really. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm working pretty hard right now. But uh, there's some guys that are bigger, like 200, 200 plus pound guys too. Um, I, I I was I, like a couple years ago, I was like 190. Now I'm down to about 170. I've cut some weight, which is helpful in a race car. Um, the lighter you can be is definitely more helpful. Right. We can then place the weight in our car where we want. So if I lose 20 pounds, I can pretty much put 20 pounds in the car where where I want to to make it handle better. So. It is, oh it is wow! Horrible. I never even thought of that. I never even thought of that. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, is, it's is, cool, is but there, they, they do a, a good job of policing. What's that? There's, there, there's not a weight limit that it can't go under, right? I mean, you just always try to make it as light as it can. Yeah, they give you breaks though. Like if if they wouldn't just because everybody would try to be about a hundred pounds, if so. But like they, if you're in the one seventy bracket, you get a certain weight break, and so it, it's not a complete advantage. It's it's pretty much you know, depending on what your weight is. So the goal is when you, when you weigh in at the beginning of the year, which people used to kind of trick the system, they would all make you weigh in at the first race and people would put lead in their shoes and tape it to their legs. And they'd weigh in at like 200 pounds. They'd take the lead off. They'd be (laughs) 160 pounds. They'd be walking around clinking. And, uh, but now they've, they've caught on to it. So we pretty much weigh in and just our underwear and somebody has to watch us now. So, uh, there's no real no no massive advantage other than just just being a little bit lighter in the seat. Yeah, I've you, heard guys about actually, that. you guys and, actually have a weigh-in. Yeah, yep. At the beginning I of the year, that. every time we run a super speedway, so it's like Daytona and Talladega, and then that sets the tone for the next. You know, 10 I think Talladega's Tal- coming up, right? Isn't it? This yeah, week? that's Sunday. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's the, the Canadian too. new. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's, that's my sponsor's race. The, the Geico 500. It. Yep. I got to win it. That's right. That's, that's Ty's sponsor. Maybe Geico, the number 13 Geico Chevrolet. Wow. That's right. 
You know, Burger used to be sponsored by Geico. Really? Yeah. A good old. Yeah. Hey, Ty. One of his old head covers. Ty Nolan. There is some info that came out yesterday with in regards to Ty. Ty became a new uncle. Oh. Yeah. Congratulations. Yep. It's my seventh nephew. We have so many boys in our family, but I have the only daughter of the whole family. Of both sides of her family but yeah my brother had his his first first child last you know, i guess it was yesterday it's been such a long day but yep he's uh he's doing that he's taking that step in life which is cool for those yeah, listening uh for those listening ty's brother is austin Dillon, who also races in uh, nascar uh the, the series as well the cup series yeah i got i gotta give a nice little tidbit here of this was some great info that i had Okay, in that race, it was two races ago, in the yes. well, blue something, blue emu. Yeah, yeah. Other, yeah Martin I'm Hill. telling you, you thought I was kidding. I'm actually like, <laughs> no, he, he's into this. Oh, you're dialed in. Okay. This part, I'm not 100% sure. His teammate, or the backup driver is either Almirola or Almendinger. Almendinger. Oh, my gosh. You know your stuff, dude. Yeah. Okay, this is where it gets a little dark. So, I had read before that he might just leave in the middle of the race if he has a kid, which I didn't know was a thing that you could just get over on the side of the thing and just be like, I'm yeah. out. someone else take over. So yeah. middle of the race, he pulled over and I, I turned to my dad. I'm like, this is it. He's about to get out. He's having a kid. And no, he was like dehydrated. That's where it took a yeah. dark turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a crazy story. We were, we were parked beside each other that race um before the race and um actually in that race we ran into each other a couple times i think it made it on tv us bouncing off of each other uh but he so early in the race he like on lap three he had a flat tire and in our cars we have what we call crush panels which seals the interior of the car up so that carbon monoxide doesn't get in and the the exhaust and the heat somewhat dissipates so um, that race was extremely hot and, uh, he, he got like pretty much just heat exhausted and he had a big blister on his butt cause he was using ice packs and one of them melted and boiled. And, uh, so that's what he, he got out cause he was just, he was smoked. I guess they, they measured, they had a temperature strip inside of his car and it, it was like 170 degrees in his car. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. My car was 150 degrees. Um, and I, I was pretty hot. I still have a blister on my heel uh, from that race. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty deep. But, uh, yeah, what it kind gets of brutal shoes in the track races. What's that? What, what kind of shoes do you wear? We have special I mean, shoes that are, are they leather. Are special shoes? Wear, yeah, I even wear heat heat guards on my heel. There's probably, like, about six or seven inches of insulation. That's how hot it gets. But our our where we sit is where our feet are is right where the uh, exhaust runs right underneath our feet which is thousands of degrees so it's hard to dissipate it you know and then you then you have your brake heat going through the pedal pretty much and to me it felt like my brake pedal was cherry red hot so it's crazy i mean i know i mean i would have never even thought of that kind of stuff like but you guys deal with that i mean but thinking about it like you that's crazy I gotta yeah, ask you, what yeah. did you think? They wore like Converse? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe some Jordans? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you just get those like Air Force Ones? <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm learning so much about NASCAR that I never even thought of. I mean, I watched Ford versus Ferrari. What the heck, man? Yeah. That's a little different. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know you guys, you know, skewed the rules as much as, like, IndyCar does. And I know IndyCar is kind of, like, famous for that, like, really just trying to tweak the rules here and there and find the loopholes of how to make their car a little bit faster. Hey, Ty, I have a question. Yeah. that I've always kind of been curious and I've never really had an opportunity to I mean, I've talk to you before, obviously multiple times, but um, I've never really asked anyone, what's the difference between a short track and a long track? I know in a super speed, I know the distance, I know the speed and I know, but why, which one do you prefer or do you prefer that's that type of track? And yeah. does it, does you, do some types of tracks suit other drivers better than others or, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? How, how does that kind of yep. stuff work? Yeah, Long so, courses, golf courses, short golf, short golf courses, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yep. Yep. So I'll, um, I'll try to, uh, compare it because I, I know most of the audience is, is probably golfers. So, um, short tracks obviously is a short track. It's, we would consider it underneath a mile. Um, and then we have speedways that are a mile and a half. Then we have super speedways that are two miles and above. And we also have road course races too. Um, which are typically two and a half miles or they're, but they're left and right turns. Right. Um, short track cars are, are built to be real light. Um, downforce isn't a big, uh, you know, it, it matters and downforce is pretty much um, for simple terms. If you go, if you have your hand going out the window of a car and you're kind of letting it go up and down, when you tilt your front of your fingers down and your hand gets pushed down, that's downforce when you tilt it right. up that's uh that's lift so we build our cars to be pushed down in the ground as hard as we can at most tracks uh short tracks and speedways um uh so that matters a lot at those tracks and whoever can kind of squeeze that out of their cars is really good at those places um and that's kind of going back to nolan is that's that's the gray area that everybody's trying to squeeze we we have uh technical systems that we have to we have to pass a technical inspection before the race that measures down to the hundred thousandth of an inch um, through laser scanning. Wow. So, yeah, it's um, it's very tight, but people still have to push in the gray areas, and it still matters. Um, but for me, um, I've been very successful at short tracks, um, and our team hasn't been the best at mile and a half. So we've been up and down. I don't particularly prefer any certain track. I like them all. I try to stay open minded, and right. um, I think if you get you know too close minded of even if you're playing golf, like, oh, man, I don't play good here. I think you're already doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you right. got to kind of stay open-minded that this could be, you know, my next favorite track or this could be, you know. Um, right. But certainly I've been probably most successful at super speedways like Daytona and Talladega. Right. Um, I, I think I, I finished in the top six, like five out of the last six super speedways. Um, so I certainly look at this weekend as a chance for us to win a race. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think putting it in perspective, like when we go to mile and a half, kind of like this past weekend, I, I expect our team to try to run around 18th uh, to 20th because um, our, our team is, is underfunded, a little bit undermanned compared to most, but that's a good goal for us. Um, and short tracks, I think running in the top 15 is, is our goal in and out. But we go to Daytona and Talladega, I feel like I can win the race. Good, man. I, I remember watching you. Uh, it was either – might have been this year at Daytona, uh, and you you were running pretty well for a while. 
That's right. Yeah. And then, and then, then a couple laps left, you wrecked, didn't you? Yeah, we were super fast there. I was inside the top 10 all day. Yeah, that's which right. Which I think the last couple days out of 500s, I finished really well, but our car wasn't very fast. I ran at the back and just missed the crashes. This time I was really fast, ran up front, got in the crash. So um, they are crash vests. There's usually 10, yeah. 10 or 12 cars left, and whoever misses them or stays up front ends up doing doing well. So it's a, it's a patience and, and navigation game. Uh, what's the what's guys. the shock factor like when you come into a collision with a car? I mean, is it just so natural to you now that it's like, you know, whatever? Never get, you never get used to it. No, it hurts. <laughs> we, uh, I, I had the hardest hit I've had in my career in Daytona. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the crash that Ryan Newman had. That was the same race. Yeah. Um, but uh, which he's lucky to walk away from. But I I crashed the crash before that. Somebody hit me in the right rear at full speed, and I hit the I wall I was watching that at a bar. I remember that. Yeah, I hit the wall head on, and I hit so hard that I the force of it slapped me in the wall two more times before I even came off the wall and slid down the track. And I was sore. I was pretty sore um, for for the next day after that. But that's, uh, it, it never feels good. Never You never get used to hitting the wall at 200 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, are you worried when it's happening, or are you like confident in the car? No, you're worried. Yeah, you're worried. <laughs> you, you up with, uh, I'd be I mean, shitting my pants. I'd probably die from like freaking out. But yeah, well, it's no different than like being in a regular car crash or that moment of like you squeeze the wheel really hard. And you're like ah, and yeah. then you're like, okay, I'm alive. Okay, now let's let's assess is. Are my hands and feet working? Okay, we're good. So now <laughs> let me get out. It's kind of that moment every time. It's it's not fun. The worst ones, though, I, I had a really bad one um, in Michigan, which is a bigger track. It's not necessarily like Daytona and Talladega, but it's it's right at two miles. And we used to go about 217 around there. And uh, I was probably going right around 205 and down the back stretch. Somebody's battery fell out of their car. And uh, I was passing somebody and just pulled out. And at 205 miles an hour, oh, yeah. you can't register what anything is. And I was like, oh, gosh, please be a piece of foam. Well, it wasn't a foam, a piece of foam. It felt like a bazooka went through my car. And it went through the radiator and through the, like, into the motor and knocked all the oil and water out of it. So when it did that, I had no brakes, no nothing. And I hit the wall head on at, like, probably 200. And uh, that, uh, that one hurt. It's on YouTube. <laughs> wow that yeah, is that crazy what what's yeah. the fastest you've ever gone in a car i mean it could be think, a nascar it could be a normal car whatever i hope yeah, I not a normal car <laughs> yeah i think 217 at, at michigan is the fastest i've ever been that's correct i can't even imagine that when i when i get to 100 in my car and that's what i do very often but <laughs> i'm like damn I'm, like, I'm fit for my life yeah no doubt. No, it's I don't go very fast in streetcars, but anything over two hundred miles per hour, it's uh, things happen really quick. Anything <laughs> over a hundred, anything over a hundred miles an hour, things happen really yeah. quick. Yeah, that's true. Is it like awful just driving on the street? Cause you're just like, this is so boring. I don't do a whole lot of driving because I, I learned how to race before I learned how to drive on the street. So I like kind of come up with my own rules on the on the street where I like see I see like holes or or gaps that I would see as like, you know, passing or taking advantage <laughs> of racing. And, and I, and I don't speed. I like my wife calls me a grandma when I drive and she usually does most of the driving, but like 
I definitely don't like fully stop at stop signs and like do the the simple laws that everybody is supposed to know. I I just kind of do my own thing and it makes it nerve wracking for other people. That's funny. Speaking of like passing and making moves, who's uh who's some of the harder guys to pass on in NASCAR? Oh, absolutely. Um, Ryan Newman is the hardest to pass. He's, we call him the kidney stone. <laughs> uh, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, no, he 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 just he's, he races everybody that way, which is nice. But there's some guys that will race some people hard and let some people go. Those are the ones that are frustrating. Are you able uh, to tell who's behind you? Oh yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Like you get a good look at everybody. Um, uh, you 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 get a look at everybody's car before the race, and and you know everybody's number and kind of who you're running around. Um, so yeah, you get used to it. Do you ever like flip them off when you pass them? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There's uh, so many birds that get get flipped out the window. Each are you race serious? That, that TV doesn't catch. Oh yeah. During the race. Like, you just totally. take one hand off the wheel at 200 miles an hour. Oh, totally. I had a race when I was in Xfinity where I was running second, and Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch was behind me in third, and I was blocking him. And he had, he had, like, started last or something. He came all the way through the field, and I was, like, keeping him behind me. And uh, he finally passed me, and I obviously I pissed him off. And we were at one of, like, the toughest, toughest tracks that, that we run at. And I was like young, so I was I had both hands on the wheel, like driving this all I had. He goes by me and flips me off for a whole lap, all the way through the corners, all the way down the straightaway. Usually, like if you flip somebody off, you just throw them the bird for just a second down the straightaway. And he held it out the window for a whole lap, and uh, I wasn't <laughs> even mad. I was just so impressed. How is this? Talk? How do you how do you control the wheel going hundred plus with one <laughs> with one hand, dude? Yeah, I, I you um really you strong forearm running so much faster and you get back in one of the Xfinity cars and it slows down so much for you. I can you can I can I know how you can do it now. <laughs> the, the quote of all that was I had two hands on the wheel because I was just starting. Or like yeah. I was a rookie. Like now you'd go one hand on the wheel. Ty's, yeah, Ty's, yeah. Work, like, Ty's working on the, the knee driving so he can give the double bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. What's a, what about Reed? Anyone give the bird in golf? <laughs> I've never seen it. Never yeah, seen is there it. any is there any like like uncomfortable moments on the golf course? Like between players? Yeah, like between pairings. Uh, like, is it it's it, it's really I mean very rarely do you ever hear of anything. I mean it's it's a pretty I mean, as people know it as a gentleman's yeah. game or whatever, it holds true, man. I love that. That's awesome. It holds true. I mean, it's, you know, in fact, uh, Xander, Xander Sofa's over here right now at the house. They're playing some cards up there. And it's, I only bring that up because it holds true that, like, he is just another dude in the house, just another dude on the, you know, on the skirts. That's cool. One of the best, best players in the world, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so respectful. And that's what, Golf's all about. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Thinking on golf. Yeah, NASCAR's not that way. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. No, NASCAR's not that way. We're pretty. Uh, it's pretty cutthroat. We we obviously have to travel together, so yeah, everybody's pretty cordial in that. But when when everybody straps in, it gets you know everyone's really aggressive, and 
lot of a lot of anger. What do you mean? You guys all travel together to each race? Well, you know, we're all each weekend. You you know, you're spending four four nights or three nights a week in the same area. You know, most of the drivers are staying inside the racetrack, so in the same motorhome lot that's you know maybe an acre big. So we're all we're all seeing each other, and if, if you have kids, you know, they're playing and stuff. So it, it, it's tough because you 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 want to be able to have community, but yet everyone at the end of the day is kind of looking out for themselves too. Right. Right. What, uh, what kind of questions did we have for, uh, for Ty, Zach? What kind of questions came through? Well, I had some good ones. Uh, one was, uh, how did you get into golf in the first place? Yeah. Um, man, I don't even know when it started. Like, I think, I think maybe when I was like a freshman in high school, I, we had a little golf range down by the, by the house and I would just go down there and hit balls when I was bored. Um, but my dad always played. And, uh, so I kind of got into it through that and just hit or miss, never really played it serious, but, uh, really, um, when I met my wife, when we were dating, her dad is a big golfer. That's how Reed and I got in touch is through my father-in-law. And, um, so he's a huge golfer and, he really just taught me a love for the game um, and how to play it right and um, an enjoyment for the game. And so that is just like ignited a fire under me. And this year is probably the most I've ever played. I think I might have around 20 to 25 rounds in this year already, but um, yeah, I, I, I love it. I meet up with it. And uh, now I'm just trying to get under 80 is, is my goal. Good man. I, remember. I got I got a couple more here. Well, one guy asked a bunch of questions, so I'll give them to you oh, one at a time. It was, okay. uh, how often do you find time to play golf while uh, racing? Yeah, so you know, on a typical schedule, we fly in like I said on Thursday, race on Sunday, and get home. You know, whether it's a day race or a night race. If it's a night race, we get home Monday morning at three or four in the morning. So it's you know you're you sleep most of the day and on Monday and um uh and then we have our meetings typically monday afternoon which usually used to be in person which are now on zoom pretty much all of them so i get to stay at home for that um and then tuesday usually on like a tuesday or wednesday i, I can get in around in the afternoon i live on a golf course so that helps so um, i can jump out in the afternoon and, and play a quick round uh but that's about it maybe once a week which is which is nice <laughs> it's a nice thing to yeah. have but uh, yeah it's because uh, our weekends are pretty much tuesday wednesday where everybody else's is on the weekend we're working so it's uh, it's a messed up schedule which works nice for golf because not a lot of people are out on tuesday wednesdays yeah then he also asked uh how how many players like is it common for drivers to play golf yeah yeah there's quite a few good golfers uh that are drivers there was actually I think they're still doing it. They they made up a little tour called the Golf Guys Tour of a bunch of NASCAR drivers, um, and like had full sponsorship and paid like ten grand to win it uh, if you won all the tournaments or if you know won the point system. But uh, it was a legit like amateur tour, I guess. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, Denny Hamlin is the one who created it, and he like he goes all out on these things. So um, it was it was crazy. I played it for one year. That's their next step, huh? Working your way on to that. Yeah, I was on it. I was on it, but um, I have a, a wife and a daughter, and 
it was taking way too much time from for me spending with them on top of being a full-time nascar driver we did like 14 events in golf so like it was like it's it's a lot so but no i think denny's like a like a two or maybe a plus now he's he's a really good golfer ricky stenhouse is a good golfer both of them are lefties um uh let's see who else golfs some of like the older guys older drivers obviously my brother golfs he's he's pretty good him and i are about the same but yeah there's a there's a good handful of guys do you like ricky stenhouse yeah i like ricky yeah i like him too i like his car i like that he passes everybody he doesn't care (laughs) you know one 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 of the coolest things to me is listening to and I'm sure for people listening back home is these people in these certain professions, you know, being on that, you know, the NASCAR, being on the NBA, being on the PGA Tour, what have you, like, you still have your daily lives just like everyone else. And people don't yeah. realize that, you know what I mean? And yeah. you like to go do enjoyable things such as golf or go to the movies or do this or that or whatever. And I think it's cool for people to hear, you know, these kind of things that like you're doing and all, you know, your off time. And I think it, you know, resonates with, with, you know, everyone that, you know, you're just, we're all just, you know, normal human beings that just like to do our own thing, you know, whether it's race NASCAR okay. or do anything. So I think it's cool. I, I like to hear that. And that, that makes me, uh, makes me happy, dude. I, I like, I like humble people and you're one of them. Well, thanks man. Yeah. I think for sure. Like, a lot of people set themselves up for failure if they just see themselves as just a just a NASCAR driver, just a golfer. Right. Um, if you don't set up your life, uh, because all these things are going to end in, in someday, you know, we're all right. aging. We're all going to move on. And right. if you don't have anything else that you care about in life, um, you're just kind of missing the boat. It doesn't really matter anyways. Yeah. Speaking of how long does like a NASCAR driver usually, I mean, they can have pretty long careers. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's you know, I think it, it's kind of like any sport. You know, it, the the drivers are getting younger, coming to the sport at a younger age, and really having big careers at a young age. And you see, in guys retiring earlier too. But um, it, it's I say it's more along the lines of golf. Like some people are hitting their prime mid thirties um, to late thirties. Um, I you know, for me, I've, I this is my fourth year in the Cup Series. I'm, I'm 28. Um, I don't know if I'll make it to 40. Um, that would be a really long career doing this for a long time. So, um, you know, I want to make the most of it for the next five years, six years, and, and uh, kind of reassess from there. But um, yeah, I think that would be a good career. Nine to ten years would be a long career and a great one. It's a, it's a high demand. It, it's a lot like golf, but we don't get to really pick and choose where we want to go. We, we – um, you know, we have 36 weeks of the year that we have to be there from Thursday to Sunday. And um, like this year, we, we have no weekends off. The the coronavirus took all of our off weekends. So right. pretty much when we went back, we're going back till – and our season is from February till November 20th. So it's a long season. Yeah. you I, mentioned, just... I, I, oh, I saw earlier that like, yeah, a lot of NASCAR drivers, they'll race like into their late 30s kind of thing. and. I, I feel like, is it not a big problem? Like reflexes get worse as you get older. You would think like your prime would be like your early twenties almost. And like your vision gets worse. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think there's a little bit of that that starts working against you, but like, just like anything like experience 
kills too you know it's like right. like that old veteran golfer that just gets out there and and just knows the game and he's been through it a hundred times and um you know i think those guys are are still crushing i mean like kevin harvick i think is 41 or 42 and he's won two or three races this year is leading the points and, well how, how, uh, how long did jeff gordon race he raced till he was 40 in his mid 40s. I think the oldest one that like raced the longest was Mark Martin. He went to like 55 or something like right. that. Yeah, which is a long time, but he Who's was like youngest? a freak of nature in shape. Who's the youngest ever race on Xfinity? Or the Cup, sorry. Cup series? Um, I think Joey Logano was 18. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure an 18 year old has done it. Yeah. I think there's been a couple 18-year-olds to be the youngest. There's actually an age limit. You can't be younger than 18 now. Ty, do you ever do – do you still go – do you go back home and do those uh, – I don't even know what they call them. The, not the, the the dirt races with like a little uh, – Yeah. Um, I used to do that. What, what are those called? Uh, dirt races, yeah. Dirt. Yep. I, so that's I mean, what I grew up doing. Right. Do you never yeah. go to just do them for fun or anything? No, no, not anymore. I used to. It, it's kind of like everything else. Like, once you get to the Cup Series, you put so much – it requires so much focus and energy and right. time of my life um, to, to perform at that level that, like – I get it. The other time I have, I want to spend with my wife and my daughter. And right. so – and that's part of me, like, having a life outside of just the sport and keeps me grounded. So, right. um, I could. Like, there's a lot of guys that just race, 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 and – for me, I just I want to have a life too. I feel like that's no, a big part of playing golf too. Like I feel like it's the opposite to NASCAR golf. Like it slows yeah. everything down. It's probably more just like take your mind off things. And yeah. yeah, I think it's so important too. Like I think you can overdo it. Like I I know I know myself, and like I need time to step away and then to be able to come back fresh. And um, like we like we just did seven races and. I don't know, two two weeks or something, and it's just been brutal. Like mentally, physically, just smoked. And I was talking to three or four other drivers, and they're just like they're they're toast. You know, they're we're just it's it's so draining to go through that um, in and out, up and down. You know, and do it so many times, and and uh, it's uh, it takes a toll on your body, and you just kind of need a little bit of a, right. uh, a break. Yeah. No, that, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. I got um, I got a couple more questions for you. Yeah. This, this first one's a little hard hitting, so if you don't want to answer, you yeah. just let us know. It's it's. What are your thoughts on the banning of the Confederate flag? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not afraid to answer it. Um, no, I think uh, it's it's a it's a good thing. I think it should have happened uh, years ago um, in our sport but definitely better late than never, I guess. Um, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's something I'm proud of our sport for taking a step forward and, and kind of changing history. Right. Our, our sport has been in the um, kind of overseeded or over, overstated as, as having a, you know, a deep Southern roots, um, uh, possibly racist uh, undertone to it. And um, I'm so proud to be a part of NASCAR in this day and age and be a part of a group of drivers who are saying, hey, this isn't who we are and we want to change the narrative and being out front of taking action. And um, I'm actually a part of a committee that's going to meet for the first time tomorrow on 
um, what we can do for diversity going forward for our sport and, um, you know, just making it, uh, you know, hopefully changing, changing the, just the narrative of the history of our sport. So yeah, it's something I care about a lot and, and I'm very happy that we've, we've done. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's really awesome. That's yeah. I mean, that, there's so much, you know, cultural, social impacts, you know, going around the world right now. So, um, I mean, watching, yeah. even watching the golf tournament and seeing HV3 up there was, you know, everyone was talking about that. And that was so cool. Kind of the, the weight he had on his shoulders and what was probably going through his mind while he was playing. So, um, I mean, it's good. We just got to, you know, keep talking about this, keep an open mindset right. to everything, of course. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, well, gotta, the last I, question is going to be a complete 180 from that question because okay. I'm very bad at keeping things serious here. So this question <laughs> is, do you find it problematic that all of your drives go left? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was that way on the golf course. I, I would much rather be playing for a, a draw than, than a fade. But no, yeah, it's uh, – no, I, I can figure it out when I get home. I'm not always turning left. As, how as, how uh, annoying is that statement? Do you hear it, like, from people who are actual, like, in NASCAR areas? Like, in Canada, that's the joke. Yeah, no, like, I don't hear it enough. I think it's a good joke, and it can be timed right. <laughs> many occasions, I'll keep using it. Yeah, people don't use it enough around me. It's like, oh, you know, can't can't go right, you know? Like, that would be – I would welcome that, but nobody uses it. I think everybody thinks it's overused, but sometimes right. that'd be great. Wow, this is a hot take. We're turning things around. <laughs> the joke. Yeah. I feel like there was like a commercial way back when, when like, I don't know, like. Jimmy Geico Donkey. commercial. Oh, is it? Who? Yeah, yeah. It's Casey Mears, the guy that drove okay. my car for me. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Yeah. yeah was he like trying funny. to get home or something? Or Yeah. And he couldn't go right in <laughs> his house is right there. Yeah. I got I got a question for you because well since we have NASCAR and golf here at the same time, yeah. I feel like it's a big stigma around both of these sports that the competitors in each of these sports are not considered athletes. What oh, yeah. like what do you say to those people who are like, you yeah, just drive you a car and I'm an athlete or I mean yeah. There's loads of kind of overweight people in golf, too, that, you know, aren't really looking like your uh, NBA athlete or something like that. But what do, you th- yeah. what do you think? I can't speak for golf, which I do think golf takes some athleticism, definitely, um, if you're going to be the best. Um, but uh, for NASCAR, all I can say is um, I started monitoring my heart rate last year um to really work on my fitness uh as a cup driver so we race 36 times a week uh, a year and uh pretty much every weekend in that time um i measured it for the first time it was coca-cola 600 and uh it was a six hour race it was six hours i believe that race was and I'm, i averaged 155 heart rate um so um if you want to know for athletes just just run for six hours at 155 heart rate and um, when you get done let me know and then and then i'll uh then i'll tell you that it's 140 degrees also inside of our car and we're running almost 200 miles per hour 
um, and we're racing within tenths of a second. And a tenth of a second is a – you can't click a stopwatch that fast. So uh, you tell me if we think Crazy. That is the best <laughs> explanation I've ever heard. That is perfect. That was, we need to clip that. Hey, if anyone, if anyone ever comes nasty again, just, just yeah, clip, clip, clip this part of the pod and yeah. just have them listen and then just say shut up. Yeah, yeah, I've been using that. I've gotten that a couple couple lately, and, and I've I've built a good case for it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, Ty, our last yep. segment of the show here we always do is a uh, little fun thing that Zach has created. Zach, do you want to tell Ty about it? Well, this is a separate uh, segment from our Canadian trivia because Canadian trivia has died off because we've ran out of uh, Canadian fun facts. <laughs> Canada's only so big. Nowadays, but this is a new segment called uh, Three Dumb NASCAR Questions by a Canadian. <laughs> hey, bring it question, on. Question number one How scary is driving for NASCAR? Um, it's scary at the beginning, um, for sure. Um, just like anything, like I feel like any sport, when you step into it for the first time, whether it's in high school or whatever, you're, you're overwhelmed. Everything's happening so fast, you're not really prepared. But uh, the more years and more experience you get, it slows down and you, you become accustomed to it. Then it becomes about, you know, the, the fundamentals and doing the things right. So it is scary at first, just like any other sport. I feel like every I time I hit like 200, it would it'd be like bungee jumping or something. Like it's always yeah. making me freak out. My heart would yeah. be in my friggin' mid. Yeah, 200. Anytime you go over 200, it uh, – it's not fun. Or not, it's fun, but it's, it's like, probably it goes so to a level fun. Of like, yeah, it's it's still really fun, but it goes to a level of like we call it going two oh shit. <laughs> two oh shit. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's like don't things, speed. Yeah, those things is like you, you start considering life decisions when you make moves at that speed. <laughs> it becomes more life detrimental. That's crazy. Second yeah. question. How expensive is a car? Uh, um I'd say it's a whole car is probably around six hundred grand. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah, but we have twelve of them, so no. twelve of them, just in case you yeah. crash the first eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so each each track requires a little bit different of a build of car, so it's not just the same car every single week. So um, we usually take a primary car and a backup car in case you crash and crash in practice. And so you have short tracks, intermediate tracks, super speedways, and uh, and then road courses. So um, each one of those styles of track requires a different kind of car. Okay. Zach, how you'd be such an idiot? Yeah, that's why some <laughs> questions. Like, this is first of all, I'm going to be the biggest NASCAR expert on this show. That's and right. We'll, then we'll see what's going on. This is a an side engine costs one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, that that's so expensive engine. Yeah, I'll take the engine. Now I know what to steal. Yeah. So right. if you see one blow up in a race, you'll be like, "That was expensive." That's, that's <laughs> actually what I'm gonna say every time I'm with friends. I'll be like, "Bet you yeah. didn't know." Yeah. <laughs> that's a okay. lot of money burning right there. Sidebar question, because I don't want to get to my third one just yet. Is it weird or like does it change your decision making when you're racing against your brother? Yeah, I I can't deny that it does. Uh, that it does. It, um, I don't know. I just want to beat him. So if, if I'm going 110%, I'm going 120 when I'm around oh, the him. The other way. And I know I it's the same. Say like, so you don't leave like 
if you're passing him, would you leave like a little bit more margin of error? Um, I, yeah, we're we're cordial at times, but it just it's all timing of the of the race, you know. It's we're, we're I, I give him breaks at times in the race when I know he's clearly better. But if we're both like having a good day and going for it, it's like it's all out war. Nice. Yep. Uh, third and final question: Do you all hate right. F one? Do I hate F one? Yeah. Is it like a rivalry? No, I don't hate it. I used to, but that was before the Netflix Drive to Survive came out, and I started learning more about F1, and now I love it. It's fun to watch. I'm I'm hoping they get back going. Wow. No, but you you guys should have, like, a rivalry. Like, you should hate, like, Daniel Ricardo. I'd smoke. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like, Ricky Bobby. So like, it's like beating up on the, on the little kid at school. We're better sports. So. That's fair. <laughs> All Do you right. think it's very different, or you guys could like adapt to an, one another if you gave it like a couple of years or something? I I swear I could drive an F one car, but I, I think I could do it. If I had a year, I, I could get it. A year would be plenty of time I could go and win races if I was in the right car, obviously. But yeah, I, feel, um, that's I think their drivers question. are a little bit more glorified and prima donna than than us, and I think that F one drivers all go to sleep at night wishing they were NASCAR drivers. Really? I feel like NASCAR drivers are more relatable, kind of. Totally. Yeah, how much more, like, I'm assuming in both sports, the car does make a big difference in what team you're on, but is it more of a difference in F1? Um, It's pretty equal. You know, I think it's all a money game in each each one of the Mm -hmm. the sports. Um, Like, I know Kyle Busch won the championship last year, I believe. And uh, his their budget was around thirty or forty million. Um, my team finished twenty fourth in points, and uh, we're running off ten million. So you know it's a it's a big discrepancy there, and it's it's the same in F one, but instead of like just ten and thirty million, they're like three hundred million and one hundred million. <laughs> just yeah. they've got a couple more zeros on their millions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, my uh, I keep having additional questions, but I stumbled That's upon fine. your Twitter account, which by the Zach way, Zach loves this. We need to figure. Out, <laughs> I am loving this. I am like giddy. I don't usually care which guests we have, but like, what? don't I, say that. <laughs> I care, but like, I don't usually get like. Come on, you know, like I could. Master, <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> okay, first of all, when you follow you, it suggests your brother and then Ricky Stanhouse. So I think that's a sign. <laughs> That's funny. You, you have go. less followers than your brother. Is that like a yeah. like you guys clearly knew that by your yeah? Do you think that's a little bit yeah. of a competition? I also stopped doing Twitter like two years ago. So whatever comes up on there is just like a repost of something else. I only solely run Instagram, but he's got more followers on on everything. Um, tweeted a day ago. Uh, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> It, it must oh, wow. be coming from my race team. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, yeah. So I just – I don't enjoy Twitter that much because it's just I, – I get annoyed by seeing everybody's opinions. Um, Fair. But uh, so I just do Instagram. And, um, you know, I used to be really obsessed with social media and trying to make my platform as big as possible. And then now I've pretty much just made it about me being me. And so Instagram is, is what I do. And 
Um, my brother's also been in cup for like four years longer than me. So that helps a lot of eyeballs and things too. So yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely got more followers for, for whatever reason. And he's, he's into, you know, uh, what would that be called? Um, get in contact with other celebrities and growing your platform. And that's not really, not really how I do. Like working on his Instagram game, maybe. Ty is, yeah. Ty is very, very, very modest. I will say that. <laughs> I know. You do I like have... I like people to follow me for me. Yeah, that's right, man. You yeah. should plug your uh, your YouTube channel. I know you do stuff with that. Yeah, You're still doing yeah. that. No, tell the people. No, I, so it. yeah, so my YouTube channel it's still on there, but a couple years ago I had a videographer follow me to every single race, and we came up with a show. It's really fun. Um, called the ride, and and we did some races last year too, but. It was just a like kind of like golf and everything else. It was such a demand on my time uh, that it was just kind of robbing a little bit too much of what I wanted to give away. So um, it was a really fun idea. And maybe who's to say we wouldn't do it in the future again? But I think it did give a good peek into the life behind uh, a driver and what it's kind of like being at the racetrack and the things that we do. And um, it was a great idea. And I was hoping more drivers would get on on to that. And um, no one's really doing that, but it 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 takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yep. Reed, Nolan, you guys got anything? What do you guys? Oh. Nothing. Uh, nothing left mine. I just want to say thank you, Ty, for uh, for coming on. Uh, it definitely was fun to kind of spice it up with something that was non-golf, man. You know, relating it back to not just NASCAR and not just golf, but all sports. You know, at the end of the day, it's. A lot of it, you know, is, is the same. You know, we like to talk about it and get people's opinions and whatnot, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. So thanks for coming on, Ty. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. I got I got one final question for you guys, um, and we can do this back and forth too. So, all right, you guys got to guess the um, top three finishers for for Talladega this Sunday, and I'll guess the top three uh, for for the tour. Okay. We gotta guess the first first three for the first three finishers. Yep. Yep. You well, I'm gonna put, I'm, I'm gonna put Ty in there. <laughs> right. I'm putting Ty in there, 100. percent Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think we all got uh, Ty. There you go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Logano. All right, you. Logano. Logano's good, man. Yeah. It's a good one. I'm going Ty Logano and uh, Kevin Harvick. There you go. It looks like you don't like Kevin Harvick, but on to <laughs> Nolan. There you go. Zach? Oh, I thought you were going Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I no, I was asking you if you want me to go. Um. Well, yeah, I, of course, am going with Ty. Um, easy pick there. Thanks, guys. Um, you just did this for the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm, I'm looking at a list here. Let's just keep it. two random guys. Let's keep it in the, in the, the Chevy. Chevy's a good car, yeah? Yeah, that's what I drive. <laughs> he doesn't answer no. 
just want to hear you say it. I'm going to go Bubba Number 13, Wallace. Geico Chevrolet. He's going Bubba. All I'm right. going Bubba Wallace. And hmm, sneaker pick here. Quinn. Quinn Huff. Alf. Alf. <laughs> That yeah, that would be like me getting. Uh, I love Quinn. I, I'm friends with him, but if he wins, that would be like me getting into the tour this weekend. And exactly, like historic. <laughs> I'm sleeper. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I hope he I'm does going well. with. I'm going with Ty. Obviously, winning because he sat through this whole hour just to get the confidence boost. I respect it. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and uh, second, I'm going with Chase Elliott because I think he has. Oh, nice I knew that was coming. Well. Oh yeah. Oh, you like you like that pick, eh, Reed? I knew that was coming. Three? This is bold. I could go with like you know the good storyline. We could have the Dylan brothers both on the podium. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not feeling as confident in Austin this week. <laughs> no offense to him. Offend yeah, me. Mm, we're gonna go with Brad Keselowski. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. one. That's a good one. That was a good one. You better watch out. Zach's Zach's gonna get on Bovada and put some put some coin on your tie. There you go. I might. Yeah. But I'll do my the best. Problem, the problem is though, I only know guys who have done well in the last like five races. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. So like, if someone's been sitting out, who's like the greatest NASCAR driver of all time, I don't know who it is. Yeah, nobody's been sitting out, so you're good. Oh, perfect. We can't sit out. We're we're not like golfers. So who's your pick for the uh, RBC Heritage? All right, uh, man. I'm like gonna go. I'm gonna go. Reed and Mark. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm so don't. I know it's all it's all on your shoulders, Reed. So don't mess it up. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna go with Bubba because right. when when Bubba's hot, he's gonna make it happen. Um, like that. And then um, uh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Rom going from missing the cut to winning next week, this week. All right. I can respect that. I can yeah. respect it's amazing that. to watch. He just gets so yeah. like, tilted Rom that, you know, his rounds over as soon as he misses one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, Ty. Well, thanks so much for making the time. I know we all really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners are really going to love it. I know we definitely have a lot of NASCAR fans too. Big yeah. fan base there. So looking forward to having them hear it and really thankful for you to come on. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys, for having me. We'll see you. Thanks, Ty. We appreciate it so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole. And it's in. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.